Welcome to the Sacktown Royalty After Dark. I was about to say the Sacktown Royalty Show. I can't keep my shows in line. But welcome to Sacktown Royalty After Dark. Gonna try something new today. I I was worried about in last episodes that maybe I was just reading stats. That's boring. I don't want to just do that. Oh, I'm spinning in a chair. For those not watching on video, I'm on a chair right now. And I'm swiveling because I'm a fidgeter. But I'm going to try to pick out like five stats a game, good or bad. And then that will be my statistical analysis. I'm the first to admit I'm terrible at reading like advanced stats and whatnot. So I keep it pretty basic. But I don't want to just the post-game show to just be, Buddy had 20 points. Cool. De'Aaron had three assists. Cool. I want to I want to make this a little more fun, engage with you guys a little more. So we'll try that. I'm still figuring out the audio. This is more for people listening as the pod later. Someone said the glare from my head is blinding. I'm sorry. I suffer from a shiny forehead. But try this out. So five stats that stuck out to me. The first stat, 46 points. That's how many points De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald had combined. And that's just about where I need them to be. It doesn't mean they have. if they have 44, it's a catastrophic game. But 46 points between them, whether one has 18 and the other one has 28 or whatever, I think that's what we should want night in, night out. This was probably their best showing as a duo um, this season, probably. They both fired on all cylinders. There was a chance at the end where just because we're Kings fan, it was still like a 17-point game. But where I was starting to worry that the Kings were going to Kings it up. And De'Aaron got that block, and that was beautiful. But this is just about the points. I'll get back to that later. Someone asked my employee of the Kings, no, I am not. That would be wild considering some of the things I've said about this team. Kangs it up. Yeah, someone said Kangs it up. Yeah, the Kings were about to... I was worried that they were going to like cut it to nine with three minutes left and make things more interesting than they needed to be. But, okay, so 46. The next stat that I want to go over is 25. That is the number of assists they have. And I think that is great. I mean, to me, 30 is always, like, the point of a great offensive game from a team. I mean, there's, this is very simplistic, but a 30 assist game usually means that the team is firing on all cylinders and they are passing the ball and doing well. And it typically means that the turnovers are down. And the Kings were 25 assists and 13 turnovers, which is my next number. So I'll just combine these. But, oh no, I lost my stats. Technology, man. What can you do with it? Ask me questions while I try to pull the stats back up. Or give me comments. 
uh, Sing 2K13 says, great team win on the next, great team win. On to the next one. It's going to be tough going up against the champs. Someone says they're digging the flannel. Thank you, thank you. More great audio content. Um, yeah, this is a new shirt. What was my favorite substitution tonight? My favorite substitution. Oh, that was from Heuristic Lineup. I'm not even entertaining his questions. He's banned from the show for life. A.K.A. John, my mortal enemy. No, he can ask questions. Honestly, I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> what my favorite substitution was. Uh, thinking what we do when Marvin comes back. Yeah. I want Marvin Bagley to start when he comes back. I want Rashawn Holmes to keep to go back to the bench. But I want Rashawn Holmes to get more minutes than Dwayne Dedman still. I think Rashawn Holmes is perfect off the bench. I've loved him in the starting lineup. I think he needs to start in this current this current pattern right now. But I like Rashawn Holmes coming off the bench when we're at full health so that we have that spark. I think he and Bogey, if Bogey can get it together, he's still struggling, but he and Bogey can be that spark we need off the bench. Someone wanted to talk about De'Aaron Fox's dunk. We'll get to that later. I am just about back to the stats. I thought. But what was my last stat? Oh, yeah. 25 and 13. That's two stats. But 25 assists is a great passing night. The Kings were spreading it around. Now, all of this comes with caveat. It's the Knicks. The Knicks make the Kings look like the 2016 Golden State Warriors. So we do have to take that into account. But, you know, after 0-5, we also can't take wins for granted. We need the same energy against the Raps. Yeah, I'm still I haven't gotten to see the Raps past the first game. So I haven't seen how they're doing, but Pascal Siakam seems to be I was wondering if he would be able to do things by himself without Kawhi there, because Kawhi does take a load off of his teammates. And I was curious, but it seems like he's doing very well tonight. Tonight, this season. Okay, stat number four. That would be... Okay, I lost the stats again. 28 points by Marcus Morris. And now I am now I am convinced that I said the wrong Morris. Whichever Morris twin that is. But 28 points. He's a good player, but... You know... We can probably not have that, but... We're, I'm nitpicking. We won by 21. But... Against other teams, we can't have guys like Morris scoring 28 on us. Even if he is on the Knicks and someone's just going to score. What am I discussing, someone asked. Good question. I'm discussing a Kings win. I don't blame you for asking because those don't come very often. I didn't get to talk about the last Kings win because I was busy. My final stat of the night. This one isn't a positive. Six points by Bogey. Come on, Bogey. We need... We need you. Um, six points is fine against the Knicks. We need a lot more points against the Raptors. We need... We need... I said at the beginning of the year on one of the podcasts, and I truly believe that he could be the sixth man of the year type year, and he has not proven that. And he struggled last year. So we need Bogey to break out. Because I think Bogey is good. For whatever reason, he cannot get the consistency. But... 
we need Bogey to step up. That would be huge for us, especially on nights like tonight. Do I think we're taking the win in Toronto? You know what? The Kings have had some oddly good performances, even when they are bad in Toronto. If they can go in with some energy and they need a couple more guys to show up than they did tonight. Also, special shout out to Harrison Barnes, who I think has actually been pretty consistent this year. But he provided some good cleanup, and I never got to talk about his game winner from the last game, which happened on my birthday. So happy birthday to me. But that was my excuse to bring up my birthday. But Harrison Barnes, I actually think for the most part this year, has been exactly what we need him to be. It's just what we need him to be doesn't really suffice when all the guys who are supposed to be better than him aren't. Let's see. I'm just seeing if any other stats stick out to me. It's cool on this app that uh, the ESPN one, that they don't show about half the bench players. So that's awesome. But now, we're going to comments now. Comments on the game. I already discussed De'Aaron Fox's block, but De'Aaron Fox can do a little bit of everything. This is why I think of all the players, he has the superstar potential because He's a great defender. He's a great offender. He's playmaking. Now his shot's falling in. What did he finish with tonight? He finished from downtown. Oh, one for three. I thought he had more than one three. But this year, he's actually been a consistent threat from downtown. And that is just a net positive for the Kings on every single aspect. Going with that. Well, the... I got one of those smartwatches for my birthday that keeps vibrating, and I'm worried that this whole podcast is going to sound like... Someone says... Let's see. Apparently the Knicks are fifth in points allowed in the paint. Didn't seem like it tonight. Well, that's because, you know, the Kings are just too dominant. You can't, you can't stop a juggernaut. Here's another interesting one. I'm done with stats after this, but Harrison Barnes led the team with plus 28. Now, I, I want to go on a little side rant here that I I gave up years ago talking about national media and whining about national media as far as disrespect for the Kings, but there is one situation this year where I think national people are a little unfair towards the Kings, and unfair isn't even the right word. I think that they aren't looking at the big picture, and that's Harrison Barnes' contract, which is inarguably an overpay. Even if we get the best-case scenario, Harrison Barnes, it's an overpay. But Harrison Barnes is the best we're going to get at that wing position. He was good for us last year, even though he kind of came right when the team was starting to go downhill, but it was already happening before that. And I don't think it's fair to use it as a negative I will complain about this front office a lot but Harrison Barnes contract is basically what it's going to be the Sacramento tax they need him the market on wings is more expensive all of that works in our or to our disadvantage I guess if you're talking about pocketbooks but to me it's just what it's going to be and I don't understand how often I see people use that as part of the reason the Kings are bad what were they going to do? Not have a small forward like they did for 50 games last year? I see a lot of people asking about Harry Giles. 
I hope he's back soon. I'm interested to see where he'll fit in the... Even before I knew he was injured, I was questioning where he would be going into the season as far as in the rotation goes. I don't think this was ever going to be his year for massive minutes. Oh, people are talking about the contract. I don't think I've been on that since I don't like what the Kings did with Harry Giles as far as not picking up the option. For those of you who don't know, they didn't pick up his option for next year so he can be an unrestricted free agent. And I get it from the standpoint that Harry Giles is an injury risk. I just... If you have been paying attention to Sacktown Royalty, I wrote a piece a couple days ago about how the Kings just struggle with optics. They struggle with making guys feel like they want to be here. And even if it's a Harry Giles and there's question marks around him, stuff like this really bothers me the more I think about it because this is a guy who's actually embraced the city, embraced the team, all that. And he's had had some injury issues. Maybe there were some issues with rehab and all that. But I don't understand why you wouldn't just take this option and at the very least you're in it for another year. But this is what I was talking about when I wrote that piece. The Kings do not make anyone want to play here. We get mad when guys say that, but it's become clear that the Kings, they lack, what's the basketball version of bedside manner? They do not do anything. They want fans to buy into Sacramento Proud Every time a new player comes in and they have that press conference, they talk about they wanted guys who want to be here. But what do they do after that to make guys want to be here? And this, I think stuff like this reflects more than we think on future guys who want to be here. Because they'll see a team who's just going to ship them off and not utilize them, whatever. And I do not like that at all. See, any more questions or comments? Did I miss any? It seems like most people are kind of in agreement here regarding Harry Giles. I don't see the positive to losing him. There's a underrated bad trade from last year that's bad by a very loose loose version of the term, but Scal has actually been looking good for the Blazers off the bench. Caleb Swanigan just he's an NBA player. But trades like that just Drive me up the wall. We can't even do our throwaway trades correctly. And for Scal to just show that he has some value, I know he struggled a little bit last year, but there are times like this year where we could use him a lot more than Swanigan. Whoa, whoa, Costa Kufis' name is being brought up. That's been brought up in these episodes more than I expected. For those listening to this in the future, I'm still trying to figure out ways to make this less clunky. I am not a broadcast veteran, so I'm trying to make this more free-flowing, see what works, what doesn't work. I apologize on air a lot, which is a terrible habit, but, you know, what can you do? But, let me know. I am really curious what people, what sections people want. I kind of like going to five stats. All that, but I want a little. I'm still trying to pick my brain every game about what to do to make this show get off the ground, have a little fun with it. So, if you guys have ideas, 
tweet them at me or something. Are there any other questions or comments? This game was funny. I mean, it was our second win of the year, but it was also the Knicks. I love how petty Knicks fans are. I forget the guy's name, but that guy who came in at the end got MVP chance. It reminded me of when Tom Hanks was there a few years ago. And the Kings were up by like 40, so Knicks fans started chanting Tom Hanks' name. I just thought that was funny, but this game was surprisingly boring for a Kings blowout, even considering it was the Knicks. Um, I don't know how much to take away from it. The Jazz win was definitely more exciting, not just because of the way it ended, but just from beating a quality team. But I like two wins in a row right now. Oh, shout out to Nemanja Bialica. Thank you, uh, Herrick Dakota. Nemanja Bialica is starting to hit his shots, and I've said this before, but he was super valuable last year when he was hitting his shots. There was, I forget, I think it was Tim who brought up stats about Nemanja Bialica's splits between wins and losses, and they were extreme. When he showed up, the Kings were almost always a better team. And he can stretch the floor better than any of our bigs. Um our fours and fives. So Nemanja Bialica hitting his shots is huge for this team, especially with Bagley gun. Am I missing a special shout out to anybody else? I don't think I've given Buddy Heald enough love. I focused on De'Aaron when I talked about their combined stats, but Buddy Heald hitting his shots, that's good, especially at the beginning of the game. Buddy Heald's one of those guys you could just tell from his first shot when he's going to be feeling it. And that net was barely moving. Someone says, I don't see the point in keeping Gabriel around and not wanting to keep uh, Giles. Is Gabriel on contract for next year? I'd be shocked if he has more than a one-year deal. Someone asked, why did we draft Justin James? Ask that to our draft guy, Bryant West, at BS West. Five? I don't remember. But he's a friend of the podcast, and he he always loves it when he goes through dozens and dozens and dozens of college players, international players, all that, and does all this work for Sacktown Royalty around the prospects coming in, and the Kings draft a guy he's never heard of. Now, at least they didn't do this with the lottery this year. I think the Kings kind of, I think as his fans, we kind of overrated what the picks were going to be this year. I don't really care that they drafted Justin James, but it's funny that they got a guy who no one's ever heard of. Who said this? Someone said second picks are gambles. I agree. Very few guys in the lottery are anything in the NBA. I think people don't realize, I mean, some of them linger at the end of the bench, but as far as guys who are impact players, most of the guys drafted are going to be either guys who you kind of know who perform decently or who get forgotten. It takes a lot to make it into the NBA. 60 guys come into the NBA, theoretically, through the draft every year. And 60 guys certainly do not stay. 30 guys certainly do not stay. So the draft is a crapshoot, especially in the second round. Maybe maybe in 10 years it will look dumb that we didn't draft Bull Bull. Um, I forget who else was after us, but the Kings, 
drafted a made-up player. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm interested to see when we get some Kyle Guy minutes. He was the only one I'd heard of because I barely watch college basketball. Are there any closing thoughts before I sign us off? Have I forgotten anyone who deserves a shout-out? Shout-out to Tom Hanks, just since I brought that up. Someone said Giles' decision was a financial one. Yeah, but it's not a very good financial one. Because he makes very little money. (laughs) Considering, if we believe he has the promise they say he does, they're either lying about that, because they declined the option, or they need to put up the money. Because, hey, maybe they let Giles go and then he shows that promise elsewhere. The Kings will look stupid. And they have a habit of making that a reality. Anyways... I will, let's see, I'm just seeing, I will have a new official episode of the Sacktown Royalty Show probably in the next couple days. I will be with you on Wednesday, barring something unforeseen. Please give me feedback. I do want feedback. I like constructive feedback. At the real Brad G. You can even email it to me at oldfaithfulwriting at gmail.com. I should make a Sacktown Royalty Show email, but I don't care. I want feedback on this. I want to know how I can do better, what I can do for all this, because this is still new to me. So please have it in you to let me know, give me ideas, and all that. I will figure out how to have guests on to the live video feed. That didn't work last time, and it upset me. But I also noticed last time that I had my headset in, And it kept going up against my beard when I listened to it later. So I need to figure out how to have the best of both worlds in that regard. But until next time, you will hear from me later. I finally settled on that instead of talk to you guys later or whatever. Um, Hopefully the Kings can get a win in Toronto. Should I start closing out on a prediction? I will say the Kings are going to win in Toronto by four points. Like a 107-103 victory. Based on nothing. I put no thought into that. I just threw that number out there. So I'm going to say a 107-103 victory in Toronto. Someone write that down because I will not remember what I said last next time. But until then, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching if you're part of the live crowd. I really appreciate it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that on whatever your podcast platforms are. The For those of you watching live, the podcast is just what you're seeing without seeing it. You just hear my voice. And yeah, I've said bye like five times, so I'm not going to say it again. Thank you for listening.